Hello, and welcome to the Count Thread Podcast. My name is Lou, my pronouns are they, them, and I'm very excited to welcome you to this week's episode. Today's segments will be FOs, whips, and something extra. All right, let's jump right into FOs. So after last week, or last episode, with my two big finishes, I have several smaller finishes to share with you this time. So first I'll talk about some Christmas trees that I made. And I made these for work, sort of. So my boss and I started putting up some of the Christmas decorations and she had mentioned that she had wanted to put a bunch of different kind of handmade in different style Christmas trees on the mantle in one of the rooms and she was saying you know that she had like had big plans for it and just had never gotten around to it so I went home that weekend and put together a couple of trees to bring in so I made two out of fabric using the fabric Christmas tree decoration tutorial from the sewing directory. And I had a bit of some kind of special green and gold Christmassy fabric that I bought when I studied abroad in Strasbourg uh, four years ago. And I had gotten some of it to make a bow tie for my brother. And then I've just kind of been holding on to it because it felt too special and I didn't know what I wanted to do with it. So I ended up putting it into these trees. So the first one I made a little bit bigger than the pattern. I think I basically took the the pattern piece that I printed out, had seam allowance built in and marked on the pattern. So I basically just cut out the pieces, adding the seam allowance again to to get them a little bigger. And I made that first tree entirely out of the green and gold fabric. And then the second tree I cut out, you know, as written without that extra bit. So it's a bit smaller and it uses a couple different green fabrics as well as the last of that special green and gold. And they're super cute and they were really, really easy. I've seen pictures of this style of tree before, but I didn't really know how they were made. So basically what you do is you make three flat Christmas trees that are, um, you know, two pieces sewn together. And then you stack the trees on top of each other and sew down the middle. So you have six pockets of half of a Christmas tree. And then you just stuff them and they turn out really cute. And like I said, very quick and easy. And I'm really happy with how those turned out. And part of the reason that I sewed those initially was because I realized I didn't really have any green yarn. I had the kind of bright lime green cotton that I used in my mom's sweater and a tiny bit of leftover kind of just cut ends of some Knit Picks Stroll Tonal in matcha, which I used to make a sweater a few years ago. But that was it. And I really wasn't trying to go buy yarn for this, so... I ended up crocheting a tree with those two green yarns held together, which worked pretty well. I think it turned out pretty cute. Um, And then I did another one with some red wool that has been sitting around for 
years and years and years and I got that used up as well which is pretty nice so for those I used the bobble stitch Christmas tree trio pattern from see love share I did the green one first and I didn't love the way that it the, the pattern as written has a single crochet at the beginning and at the end of every round and so you and so for most of the round you're going around and it's alternating a single crochet in a bobble but then you have these two single crochets in a row and it kind of creates like a blank spiral down the tree which I didn't love so for the second one I just took that last single crochet out and went straight around just alternating and it worked perfectly well so I had my two trees and I put in some polyfill and then a piece of just some cardboard that I cut out to go in the bottom the, the pattern as written just has you crochet a couple of rounds one through the front loop only so it kind of folds over and then a couple of decrease rounds at the bottom to make a little lip and it says you know you could put some polyfill in but it doesn't really need it they'll stand up on their own and mine did but I wanted to give them a little extra shape and stability so I put some polyfill in and then put that little circle of cardboard just to keep it covered and keep everything contained since it, you know when we have rentals in the building or something they'll um, probably end up scooped up and put somewhere out of the way so I didn't want to rely on them just holding their shape on their own and once I had those I was thinking that they looked a little plain so I checked in with my creative consultant just my brother and said hey do you think these look kind of plain and he's like yeah so I have a baggie of wooden Christmas kind of novelty buttons like you could not use these to secure a garment or anything they are definitely decorative that I got I got the baggie from my grandmother when she was downsizing so I figured that this was the perfect application for them so I put some snowflake buttons on the green one and some candy canes on the red tree and I think that they're super cute and when I brought them in my boss was really happy so very successful project and all done in a weekend no biggie so my other kind of set of finished objects is some pajama pants so it is definitely fully into kind of the cold late autumn going into winter weather here and I didn't have very many pairs of pajama pants that I actually like wearing so I needed to kind of do a little refresh and the first thing I did was I took a pair that I made a few years ago um, just from a self-drafted pattern that were too small and I added in a little I guess it's kind of a it's kind of a gusset I guess but it's just a triangle of fabric at each of the two side seams to expand kind of the from the like upper thigh up to the waistband and give me a little extra room and that worked really well the one thing that is kind of funny about it and I I'll put a picture in the show notes is the fabric I guess faded really quickly once I started wearing and washing it so when I put the new fabric in it's like dramatically darker than the rest of the pants but it's pajamas so I don't really care and I'm really happy to be able to wear them again uh, because the fabric is like gray flannel with white moose heads on it and it's it's very cute so I'm I'm glad to have those in rotation again 
And then a couple weeks ago, I saw that Joanne had all of their flannel on sale for $5 a yard. So I figured it was a perfect opportunity to make a couple new pairs of pants as well. So I got two and a half yards each of two different fabrics, which turned out to be more than I needed, but I would rather that than, you know, running out, of course. So I got one that's kind of a light gray tie-dye-ish kind of pattern, and then one that is white with some kind of black, gray, and red dogs all over it. Super cute. So for these, I used the Comfy Pants pattern from Joanne. There, it's a pattern that kind of covers shorts, joggers, and pajama pants and has, you know, some flexibility written into it so you can decide, you know, the length and if you want to have elastic cuffs and all of that sort of thing. Um, and I've used these ones before to make a pair of pajama pants with pigeons on them, which I love. One of the only good pairs that I had left. So I knew I liked the pattern and how it fits. So I made these two pairs again really quickly and I'm really happy how they turned out and I've already worn them both a couple times since then and I made the white dog pair first and I decided that they were a little bigger than I really needed so for the second pair I went down a size and that they're still kind of loose so that's good that I have a little flexibility with those but then I ended up having to go back and add a drawstring to the first pair because they were not staying up so just a quick, you know, two hand-sewn buttonholes added in after the fact worked perfectly well because, again, it's pajamas. They don't have to be, you know, very perfect couture finishing. So that is everything that I finished in the past couple weeks. And let's move on into what I'm still working on. So just as a note, um, at the beginning of whips, the Terrazzo Afghan has once again been put in hibernation just because I got to focus on other stuff leading up to Christmas. Uh, so that will be, hopefully I'll be able to give that a lot of attention in the new year and get it done because I feel bad because I do really like it and I want to work on it, but it, I just need to put my time elsewhere. So active whips, I am still plugging away at my head sock, which is a pattern by Amanda Steck for a really basic, nice, just two by two ribbed beanie. And I've got probably about six inches of it done. I didn't measure it, but it looks like six inches. And I am down to 16 grams of the yarn. I meant to pull this out before I started recording and totally forgot. So I originally had 44 grams of this yarn to start. So I think I'm in pretty good shape to just use it all up in this one hat. Um, I wasn't quite sure if I was going to need to split it between two hats, but there's nothing wrong with having a nice brim, a nice long brim to fold up. So I'm just going to keep going as I originally planned. And I'm not honestly sure if I'm going to finish this one before I cast on the hat for my dad. I think it, I think it will, it'll make more sense to just get my dad's hat done first. And so I'm not worrying about the timing, but we'll see about that could go either way, honestly. So speaking of that, I 
talked about last time that I was kind of thinking about making a hat for my dad and that my mom thought it was a good idea. So I had picked out the simple ribbed hat pattern by Jocelyn Frazier and I'm going to use the leftover black cascade cotton socks yarn from my mom's sweater to do that and just work it from the top down and use up as much as I could. And I was feeling pretty good about it. And then my parents came to visit for Thanksgiving and they spent a couple days here. And I was sitting on the couch with my family. I was working on my uh, I was working on my beanie and my dad was kind of watching me. And <laughs> I was like, okay. And I kept knitting. He's kind of watching me. And then he goes, I have a knitting request. Folks, when I tell you, I have never heard those words come out of my dad's mouth. I was so excited. I was like, tell me, hit me with it. And he was like, could you make me a hat? Because you made me one a few years ago, but it's a little bit short. And I was like, yeah, because it was a bad hat. Um, and I, I was just so happy. I was like, dad, you're never going to believe this. I was already planning on making you a hat because I had the same thought that that hat was kind of bad and a little short and you should have a nice new hat. And so I was just, I was just absolutely thrilled. My, I think I talked about it last episode or maybe the one before, but I don't give a lot of handmade gifts to my dad just because, because he, he's kind of like practical, minimalist, um, like he wouldn't want to own more than one hat or, you know, things like that. He doesn't, he doesn't really wear scarves. You know, a lot of the kind of like basic gift knits wouldn't really make sense for him. So I kind of just have left it alone. But the fact that he requested something and that I kind of like had guessed right and knew and was already planning on making him the thing that it turned out that he wanted. Oh, I felt I just felt so happy and so excited. So that will be definitely be cast on soon. But like I said, it's just a matter of if I try to get the blue one off the needles first, because I do need to bring those uh, charity hat collection for this year. I do need to get those donated since it is getting quite cold. So we'll see about that. But in the meantime, I did already start one my other Christmas project, which as far as I know is still going to be the only other thing that I'm making for Christmas. And that is the kind of home sweet home cross stitch that I'm making for my parents to celebrate their new house that they'll be moving into in the new year. So I got a little bit weird about this. <laughs> um, and I was, because I, I had a picture that they took of, of the house and I was kind of looking at it. I wasn't really sure how I wanted to convert it. And what I ended up doing was putting it into Google Drawings and basically like redlining it like you would for like a figure drawing or something, but just like using the draw a line tool on Google Drawings and kind of tracing over all of the important lines of the house. So, you know, like the roof line and around the window frames and all that. So I'll put a picture of what I ended up with in the show notes just because I felt a little bit unhinged after doing it of like, there's no way this was the right way to do it, but I got so deep in it. I was like, I'm committed to doing it like this now. And it wasn't until I was completely done and I was telling my brother about what I was done, what I had done that I realized that like, he has an iPad that I could have asked to borrow to trace it and not 
done it with like my mouse and keyboard <laughs> but anyway it got done and that's fine so I put a uh, transparent grid on it so that I have sort of a cross stitch pattern but I am to a certain extent still just kind of winging it as I go so I did print it out and then after I printed it I decided like, oh I want to shift this over and I want to like adjust this thing and what so I am a little bit laying the train track as we go but I've gotten a decent chunk of it done so far and this is another yet another project that I'm working on that is almost impossible to photograph at least at the moment because um, a lot of their siding is white <laughs> so we've got some white on white stitching going on right now I think you I don't know I think you can kind of see in the in the picture where where, where I'm at. So I've got maybe 16 or 17 more rows of the kind of this one chunk of their siding to go. And then I'm going to put in a little bit of the roof and get a little bit of color onto it so that it starts to look a little more like something. And I'm not worried that it's going to be a shapeless un or incomprehensible nothingness so that's kind of the plan for that is I'm just it's a lot of stitching but it's not it's not particularly hard because it's a bunch of chunks of color you know like there's no confetti in this it's just a house so a lot of the more complicated stuff will come at the end with the back stitching to kind of create a little bit more definition yeah so for, for the moment I kind of just need to plug away at it and get this base layer of stitching down and I can worry and I'll worry about the details and the lettering and everything later. I was initially planning on having this in, I have these 9x5 oval cross stitch hoops that um, were in my mom's collection in her basement that she let me take a couple years ago and I thought that that would be like a good size, it'd be cute but the way that the proportions worked out, it's going to be closer to 10 inches wide. And I just, it took me so long to get everything lined up nicely that I just, I didn't want to rework it to have it go across fewer stitches. So I'm just going to live with that and it'll maybe end up in like an 8 by 10 frame or something like that. We'll see what ends up looking the nicest once it's done. But yeah, I think that's everything for whips, so let's move on to something extra. So since it's the end of the month, I'll do my usual kind of reading wrap-up, but I really don't have that much to talk about this month for a few reasons. First, the first being is that the projects that I've been working on recently have not been super conducive to reading at the same time. So I got a lot of reading done, for example, while I was working on the stockinette body of my mom's sweater, which was just mindless knitting for miles and miles. Not so much when I'm sewing pajama pants. So I've just got a couple of things to tell you about. The first is Nimona by N.D. Stevenson. So this is a graphic novel that started out as a Tumblr webcomic, and there was recently a Netflix animated movie based on it. And I watched the movie and I thought it was awesome and I loved it and it made me feel all kinds of transgender feelings. So I wanted to read the original 
even though I, you know, I knew it was, it was quite different because, you know, the author was in a very different place in their life when they did the original webcomic. So kind of the tone and the overall themes of it are a little bit darker, a little bit more cynical, but I still really enjoyed it. And the art style is very charming. So I would recommend it. It was a pretty quick read. So definitely if you liked the movie, I would check out the graphic novel as well. And then I am continuing to work through the Murderbot series by Martha Wells. So I finished Exit Strategy, which is the fourth full book, and then the short story Home, Habitat, Range, Niche, Territory, which is kind of 4.5. And I am also, it's not on the list because I haven't actually finished, but I'm, but I'm currently reading Network Effect, which is the fifth book, and it's twice as long as all of the other main books, and also twice as Buck Wild. So I'll talk about that next month, but <laughs> I guess a sneak preview, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. And then I also finally got a chance to read Provenance by Anne Leckie, which is part of the Imperial Roch series, and truly just blew my mind again. Everything, everything Anne Leckie writes is a banger, and it was so fun reading this book, which is, you know, set in very much the same world as all of the, well, world's not the right, not really the right word because it's a sci-fi and there's multiple planets, but you know what I mean. Set in the same universe as the Imperial Roch books, but from, you know, yet another completely different perspective. And it was so fun <laughs> reading the book and, you know, every few chapters being like, oh, that's why it's called Providence. No, that's why it's called Providence. Like it was, there were so many really cool layers to the story and how it all fit together. Highly recommend it. And that's really all I read in November. But I also wanted to give a shout out to a video game called Chance of Sinar, which is a kind of puzzle game based around translating these different languages. So it really hit my uh, linguistics degree brain. It was the art, the art and the music are beautiful the kind of puzzle aspect of it is it's so well constructed like the way that you uncover the information you need to translate the different languages is so smart and it never like it gets hard sometimes but it doesn't I never felt like it got overwhelmingly hard it just was a satisfying challenge really the only thing that I didn't that I didn't love about the game was the parts that they put in around all of the translation so there was especially this like kind of stealth mechanic where you had to sneak around guards or uh sneak around a monster and i just didn't think it was fun it like i just wanted to get back to translating but overall i think it's a fantastic game and the ending is really beautiful and it was so so fun so I will highly recommend Chance of Sonar as well. And speaking of my linguistics degree, the other reason that I haven't really read very much this month is because I have been finalizing applications for grad school. So I have sort of alluded to 
you know, hopefully I'll be moving in a few months, whatever. That's because I'm hopefully going to be going to grad school soon. The applications are due this week as you're listening. And I've gotten everything submitted and I just, now I just have to wait. But it's definitely a huge weight off of my, off of me to have them done and have everything turned in. I'm going to pretend that I'm not super anxious to hear and to know uh, what the next steps are going to look like. In any case, uh, thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'm looking forward to talking to you again soon. Have a good one.